Uh, today, I particularly want to talk about franchising. The stereotypes exist because they're true. So one of the most common ones that you'll hear is like, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You know, business is hard enough, um, as, as I've learned uh, from both trying to start my own, but also from acquiring a, a successful one. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? This is The Drive with Rick Vazer. We'll be talking about business and investing. Uh, today, I particularly want to talk about franchising. So most of my career in wealth management, I was confused at the idea of why anyone would want to pay a royalty to go into business when they could just buy another business. Uh, now I'm the proud owner of a franchise. So I've had a, a pretty 180 on this topic, and I thought it would be helpful to review um, my rationale and reasoning on why I went a different direction. Um, so in, in tandem to owning the franchise that I own, um, which is Zoom Drain, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about. I also own um, two other plumbing companies that are not franchises. So I have, a, a I think, an interesting perspective now on, on both sides of it. And so I started uh, my entrepreneur and, and business journey uh, actually launching my own uh, financial planning firm, which was called Driven Wealth Management back in 2018. And um, I got to experience all of the very challenging difficulties uh, of starting a company from scratch and, and just how, how difficult that is. So it was a, it was a really interesting lens um, because I went from you know being the only person on, at the company wearing all of the hats. And then in 2021, I acquired uh, John Padilla Plumbing, which um, had a team, a fantastic team in place already. Um, so we've got to experience really two completely different channels here of, you know, you doing everything and, and then uh, in, inheriting an amazing team that now you can work with and support. I, I'm certainly the type, I'm not a lone wolf by any means. So the team aspect was way more attractive to me. I love collaborating with people and get energized by their ideas and um, really seeing them come to, you know, new heights with their careers. Like that's the stuff that I get really energized about. So um, that. That was partly why I, I, I love the acquisition process and, and I'm so glad I did it. But as we thought about the next journey with our plumbing division, there was um, there was a kind of a missing gap that we were having with drains. And, um, you know, there, there was a decision tree that I had to work through that was either launch my own drain company from scratch or, or potentially acquire another one and, and try to go in that direction or ultimately franchise, which is what I ended up choosing to do. Um, and I'll talk more about Zoom Drain specifically in a different video, but for this video, I want to talk about why I ended up landing on the franchising decision, because I think there are a lot of things that I initially was very skeptical about and um, uh, even even confused or ignorant of, I guess is the right word, um, when I was in wealth management, that now I am like, I laugh because I'm like, I, I love the, the franchise business model. So when it comes to franchising, you'll, you'll hear a couple, there's like a few things that get thrown around all the time and it's, you know, the stereotypes exist because they're true. So one of the most common ones that you'll hear is like, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And I really love this because one of the things that I certainly thrive around is um, one, I, I, I'm very competitive and I like a little healthy competition. So knowing there's other people who are playing in the same sandbox by the same rules and all of that type of stuff. Like I love trying to be like, well, I'm going to do better than that. Like, you know, that's just a nice healthy competition piece of it. But then there's also the fact that like we really do, even though we're, we're, even though we're like, I just mentioned the competing piece, we're really not competing against each other because we're in different markets and everything. So you really want to see each other win because obviously if we all do better, that helps lift up the brand in general. So there's a really nice collaborative approach of it. And so what I think is great is you're then being able to tap into this huge resource pool 
of people who have literally been exactly in your shoes or are in them now. And you can get firsthand accounts of, hey, what are you what are you dealing with? What are you battling with? And that's really uncommon and and virtually, I would say, non-existent. You know, there's all, of course, there's um, entrepreneur networks and things like that that people can join. But even then, there's no way that they have the exact same experiences or the same challenges that they're going through, uh, which pros and cons. I think sometimes there's value to have other lenses and perspectives, but there is certainly something to be said for knowing this person is literally in the exact same knife fight that I'm in day in, day out, um, and being able to leverage that expertise. So that is is first and foremost, I would say one of the, the best things. Uh, the second thing is then having, you know, business is hard enough, um, as, as I've, I've learned uh, from both trying to start my own, but also from acquiring a, a successful one. But even then, business is very, very hard. It's just the reality of it. So knowing you have a team supporting you and behind you who is really pushing on driving the business further uh, is incredibly valuable. So with, with the franchise model, um, you know, obviously if you're buying into an existing brand, you know, that's a proven track record. It's a proven history, all that type of stuff, you know, you're, you're assuming that those systems and processes have worked and been successful because obviously the outcome is, is apparent. Now, if you're buying into an emerging brand, you obviously have more homework that you need to do. So in my case, um, you know, our, our brand was more on the emerging side at the time, uh, or I guess technically still technically is um, on, on the emerging side. But what I what you're then trusting is, is the team. So is the team that's in place, you know, one, you know, do you like them? Do you value them? All those types of things. But are they, do they have a track record and they're showcasing that they're going to be successful? Because if I'm focused on growing, you know, my quote unquote little portion of this business, do I have someone behind me who's really focused on moving the whole ship in the right direction? And, and do I trust that they're going to be competent and capable of doing that? And I, in my case, that was a, a, a wild yes. I, I really have a lot of high respect and appreciation for what the teams accomplished in their track records, but also in seeing the growth and success rate that they've had with the brand so far. So that's awesome because you're then, you know, able to leverage things that maybe you're not the best at me personally. So, you know, marketing, you're getting operations insights, you're getting all of these perspectives that are very, very helpful. And so specifically from the, from that uh, standpoint, you know, one of the things that's very valuable and people will question, why am I paying a royalty? But there is so much value to be said for someone literally handing you a playbook and saying, if you follow this playbook, you will be successful, right? That's, I mean, that's the McDonald's, like the, and you know, so many people in the entrepreneur space read the E-Myth and the E-Myth trains you, even if you're not going into franchising, you should still be building your business as if you were, because that's ultimately with a playbook that you're trying to be able to drop on your operator's lap is follow this and be successful. Well, the franchise is essentially what you're doing. Now, of course, if you buy into a franchise that doesn't have those in place, well, you've probably just made a, a really big mistake because that's really the point of your royalty is to do that. But in our case, you know, the operations are dialed in. They have all these different playbooks that have been really, really valuable. And actually, they even help us on our other company because what we can say is, well, hey, these things are all really successful and they're well-oiled machine. Why are we not doing that over here? So it actually even has a, a really tremendous spillover effect where I'm seeing our other businesses get even better from now having the relationship with the franchise, which is ironically the smallest part of our business right now, but is growing probably the fastest. So I think I think in the long run, it's going to be a really significant portion of our business. Uh, but it's interesting that we're stealing ideas from the smallest component of our business. 
business right now, but that's the power of having a huge franchise brand behind you. So, you know, in, in just a, hopefully you can tell in just a short order, right? You have uh, collaboration impact, you have leadership and, and things happening behind the scenes. So, you know, people working with you, uh, even when, when you're working on your other aspects of the business. And then of course you have operation systems and manuals that can be followed. Now, the last piece of that that I think becomes really attractive is because those operations and systems are dialed in, it does allow for scaling to be more significant. Now, ironically, I don't, it seems like most of the um, you know, podcasts that I listen to or channels I follow, they don't mention anyone really in home services, uh, broadly speaking, or truck-based business or things like that, that have been able to scale really significantly. Um, you see in the fast food, you know, you have the Greg Flynn's, you have the... Uh, Jamie Weeks of Orange Theory. You, you, so you have some really massive success models in some of these other spaces that they've been able to really scale out and build um, multi-territory and multi-unit franchise uh, systems. Uh, that hasn't really been the case, at least to my understanding of home services. But I I don't know, maybe I'm the optimist, but I, I, I like to be that guy at some point. So I'm very excited to see if we can pull that off and, and grow and ultimately, you know, have a, a huge impact in the Zoom Drain network. Um, I, I think it's very attractive and that there's an opportunity there. Um, but what, why I, I bring that up because of the importance of it is if you don't have those systems and, and process in place, it's very, very challenging to scale. So it's obviously you can't just plug an operator into a new market and say, good luck. Right. It's so the the nice thing with the franchise model is you're able to say, hey, you're going to go open X market. Here's the playbook to follow. I'm obviously here to support and coach you and give you know everything you need as I, as an owner would do. Um, but the operator now has such an advantage that they're going to be able to leverage by being able to utilize that network and those systems um, that really like if we were just to take our standalone brand and try to replicate that over and over. Um, it would be really hard, un- of course, unless we built out those systems and processes in place. And I think having a- exposure to the franchise system is actually going to allow us to do that even faster. So my goal is that we will catch up and do all of those things with our company, and there'll be complementary businesses that we could ultimately open in different territories um, going forward. And that that is a goal of mine. Um, but I don't think we would be able to do that nearly as fast or without the exposure to the franchise system that we've had. So obviously you can tell I've had a a significant 180 on franchises um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity that they're going to present. And then in the next video, I'll talk about why specifically I like the Zoom Drain business model and why I've um, decided to partner with them on this uh, chapter of our uh, business journey. Uh, Sorry. Cut that part. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for watching. I hope this was helpful. If it was, again, new podcast, so please give it a share. Help us grow the reach. Uh, hit the like, the subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm at Rick Vaza on Twitter, or you can feel free to drop a comment here in the YouTube comments, and I'd be more than happy to uh, connect. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions that I can do a video on, obviously would love to hear that feedback as well. Thank you. <laughs>